they got issued a purchase order which had the client's terms and conditions on it. Now, their first question was, are we now bound by the terms and conditions of this purchase order? Because there's loads of stuff in there that we definitely don't agree to and we won't agree to. You got to know that them just issuing you a contract does not mean you have to sign it, even a purchase order or service order. So how do we get around this? Like if every time you give your terms and conditions, they come back over the top with their terms and conditions, how do we get around that situation? Hey, just quickly, um, you'll notice that we don't do any ads or take any sponsorships and we want to keep it that way. We want you to be able to just come in, get what you want um, and then go. Um, in saying that though, podcasts tend to grow via word of mouth. So if you could just click the three, use your thumb, click the three dots, share it um, to your friends, uh, anyone who's in the construction industry so they can get useful, helpful advice so they can ultimately um, make more money um, and stay in business over the long term. And I will love you till the end. Take it easy. Hey, construction legends. So if you're a subcontractor, I want you to stop wasting your time getting elaborate terms and conditions and agreements drafted up for your company. There is a better way to go about doing this, and I'll tell you exactly how to do it at the end end of the video. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Kian Brennan. I'm the CEO of a company called Quantum Contract Solutions. And the reason we make these videos is so many construction companies out there that are losing money. They don't need to be losing money. They don't understand that construction is really the business of construction. So on one hand, there is doing whatever it is that you do amazingly well, whatever you build, whatever you supply. And then the other hand is getting paid for it. So this is all about the getting paid side of it and reducing your risk to your company so that you can stay in business over a long, long period of time. So, and the reason I've prompted this video is a new client of ours has just come in and one of their first issues that they're having is an issue that we see all of the time with construction subcontractors. And it is basically, they've put together a proposal for their work. They were a steel fabrication company and they were working for a large oil and gas operator, essentially. So basically, oil and gas construction, these guys were coming in to supply some steel to do something on their project specifically. I don't know specifically what it was, but that's what they're doing. They're supplying and fabricating steel and installing the steel as it happens. And as part of it, they submitted a proposal. The proposal was accepted. And then they got issued. And as part of their proposal, they had all of their terms and conditions on it. The subcontractor, all of their terms and conditions on it. Then what happened was they got issued a purchase order, which had the client's terms and conditions on it. Now, their first question was, are we now bound by the terms and conditions of this purchase order? Because there's loads of stuff in there that we definitely don't agree to and we won't agree to, blah, 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 because of the risk and X, Y, Z. And this is the problem. And so, first of all, it is unclear. One is they put you in this position where it feels like you have to accept it or it's already a done deal. We're issuing this purchase order or service order that already has the terms and conditions to it and you have to agree. Firstly, you don't have to agree. You can say, hey, whoa, we didn't agree to those terms and conditions. You can raise it up the line. But most subcontractors don't even realize. They just get the PO and they're like, okay, great, good to go. And they think that their own terms and conditions are the ones that are applying. All of their own exclusions that they had in their proposal, all of that sort of stuff is what they think is included. And they 
reality of the situation is a lot of the time, most of the time, contractually, it no longer is. So what happens is, and this is also what happens when it comes to drafting your own agreement. So you'll spend thousands and thousands of dollars getting a lawyer to draft a subcontractor agreement for you to give to your clients up the way. And so what happens is you submit your proposal and then you submit your contract as part of that proposal, your terms and conditions, and then they agree to it and they come back with theirs, essentially. And you've got to sign their terms and conditions, which are basically, you don't even know what the risk is yet. And then you haven't priced in your risk. So when you see their terms and then all of a sudden they want you to take on all of this risk of all of the delays and all of this, blah, 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 you haven't priced any of that in. And so when you see these terms and conditions, you're kind of, there's a delta there. There's a problem that you have. And so how do we get over this, right? First of all, you got to know that them just issuing you a contract does not mean you have to sign it. Even a purchase order or a service order, you go back to them and say, hey, oh, thanks for sending these through the terms and conditions. I will review them now and come back to you with our proposed uh, changes because they don't comply with your insurance requirements. It's probably true. They don't align with your insurance requirements. So if you get your insurance broker to review your contract or a lot of these contracts are being given out, they will look and see, hey, if you agree to this, our insurance is not going to pay out. That's an important thing. And then also you might have specific risks to your business that you never want to sign up to, which we highly, highly suggest that you do. Real quick, and we'll get back to the show. If you don't have time or you don't necessarily have the expertise to review and negotiate your own construction contracts, please go to quantumcontractsolutions.com, book in a call with our team, and we'll show you exactly how we can help you sign better contracts that have way less downside risk and set yourself up to make more profit on that project and ultimately keep you in business over the long term. It's what all the smart construction companies do. So go to quantumcontractsolutions.com. Now let's go back to the show. And so go back to them and, and say that obviously in a nice way, and then you can negotiate various different things. It's really, really important that you do this really quickly before you start on site, before anything, you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you're already on site with a contract that you don't really want to be in and you're negotiating it as it's happening. That's the situation when I have all of this stuff done at the front end, ideally at the time you are bidding for work. Hey, legend, just quickly, if you got any sort of value from this video, hit the subscribe button and we'll send you a free virtual construction site coffee via fax directly to your fax machine over here. Hit the subscribe button. Cheers. So how do we get around this? Like if every time you give your terms and conditions, they come back over the top with their terms and conditions, how do we get around that situation? So what you need to do, there's various different ways that you can do this is the bottom line is sorry, you have to get a set of commercial principles together. A set of commercial principles is where your company stands on most of the general items that are in a contract. So your payment terms, where you stand on your limitation of your liability, how long your defects liability, your warrant period you sign up for? What sort of retainer or retention are you happy to agree to? Like what's too much for you? And so when you have all of these things and you know where you stand for all of these things, then you can put that into a document called your commercial principles. So with the commercial principles, it is really important that you understand the risk of each of the items. So you understand exactly what you need to do. And then in your proposal, in your bid, or whenever you're putting something forward to a client, you will attach these commercial principles and you will clearly say in your proposal, our price is based on the acceptance of these commercial principles. Okay, so then how that actually plays out.
plays out is the same thing will still happen. They're going to go, yeah, we're happy with your price. Happy days. That sounds good. Here's our contract. Same thing happens, except this time you say, hey, guys, in our proposal, we said the our price is based on the acceptance of these commercial principles. And so we're not going to agree to this contract because our price clearly is based on not that happening. And so I'm not saying you're going to get everything that you have in your commercial principles. You're definitely not. But now you've got a really good starting point or a reason to get in touch with them to negotiate your contract and reduce the risk. And I always say to some people are like, why Why do I want to reduce the risk in a contract? You want to reduce the risk in your contract because like Warren Buffett and there's another guy called Keith Cunningham as well. And they say that in business, most people are pretty smart. Most businesses get better year on year and grow year on year on year. But what happens is it's all about the downside. So when something goes wrong, does that set you back five years more longer or is it just a little bit? And so reducing the risk in your contract will make, because something will happen over a 10 year period, right? Something will happen on a project that is is not favorable. You know, statistically, that's something is going to happen. And when that thing does happen, we just want it to be a little blip for you and that you continue to grow over a long period of time. The biggest and best companies do this. The companies that have been around the longest, the kind of the family owned large construction companies that have been in business 30, 40 years. This is all is exactly what they do because they understand that over time risk, you know, will reap its benefits is the wrong word, will reap its or so whatever reaps or whatever, whatever the right terminology is, bear with me, it will come to fruition. So you got to be prepared. Hopefully this has been useful and I'll catch you next week.